0: Hello, and welcome to the 57th episode of the simp to pimp podcast. I'm your host, Max, and today I'm with a guest, Raj. Raj, where are you What's
1: from?
0: What's going on, brother? What's up, man? How you been?
1: Doing good, man. Appreciate you for having me on.
0: Absolutely. No problem. No problem. So, um... You, we met through uh, Twitter, right?
1: Yep.
0: Uh, We're in the family opulence together. How long have you been in Twitter?
1: I started in December 2020.
0: December 2020? Yeah. Almost coming up on a year right now?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming up on a year.
0: How do you think it's affected your life?
1: It's been awesome, honestly. So I started um, while I was still in college. So I started in the winter break before my senior spring semester. And then the first couple months, I sort of just saw an opportunity there, and I was like, "All right, it was more like a hobby, and just like see where it goes." And then I was posting um, stuff every day. Had a couple free ebooks. Try to grow my email list. Um, then I started training people for free. And then since then, since I got my first client in March, I saw it as like a real possibility to like make this. So training job. training
0: people for uh, fitness.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. How long you been working out for? So. One of my friends, when he started, he started right around the end of high school because okay. me and him were super skinny, and then but I was a little bit bigger than him. And then he just outgrew me. He was like, I see him like, you know, towards the end of college, like junior year, and he is just like way more physically in shape than me. And I'm like, oh, damn, I got caught in one of those. So when did you start?
1: I started like 16 years old, but like I did all the classic rookie mistakes my first couple of years. I, like, skipped legs, didn't really track my workouts. My nutrition was pretty poor. I didn't really know what I was doing. And then, like, over time, and even then, like, because, like, newbie games, right, I still saw some results. But then over time, I started to learn more about it, be more interested in it, surround myself with people who have had, like, decades of experience, learn more. Did, like, trial and error. And then slowly over time, I felt like I got the hang of it.
0: Studying and everything. Yeah. You're doing the whole thing. That is, like... That's almost everybody's story. For me, it was like, you know, I see somebody. Well, the thing was, my dad was super into it. My dad, like, so even as a super young kid, my dad was like, he he tried out for Mr. Florida, uh, which is like one of the states over here in America. And we just like, he wanted to do, he was like working out all the time. He takes, he wakes up, does like five supplements of magnesium, zinc, all the different uh, stuff. I forgot what else he did. He did like he had so many supplements. And then um, I was just like, at the beginning, I was, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is exhausting. Like I think I'll be fine. And then, and then I see all my friends getting way bigger than me, getting huge. Just like you know, all the girls are looking at them now, and I'm like, oh my god, now I gotta fucking start working out again. So I'm catching up right now to everybody. That's my big thing. But I've been cooking for a while. I think that's one of the good things I was doing was, was diet. Uh, for sure.
1: I think when you when you like are familiar with cooking, you are used to it. Been doing it for a while. It makes sticking to your diet so much easier because you actually enjoy it. So you don't feel the need to like cheat on it. If you either if you don't know how to cook, your meals are either going to taste really bad. Or just gonna be ordering out a lot. Yeah. Either way, it's
0: not ideal. And that's just that's just a bad cycle right there, right? You just start. um, You're going. You're eating poorly, or you're. um, You know, you're eating out a lot, and you're not like. You're not filling that loop, that circuit. If you're eating like your food's not tasting that good, you're not gonna want to cook and eat really good food again. And that's like. Exactly. Yeah. That can be really. I think
1: also it can be learned pretty easily nowadays like you got like youtube and like a bunch of free resources like anyone who says like they don't know how to cook i think that's just a terrible excuse like you can easily learn and it's like you could take a class like standard bodybuilding meal right that tastes terrible chicken broccoli rice and then with a couple like little techniques and some seasoning seasoning. like make it make it great
0: absolutely dude and like What's what's great about that is too you can you can actually just cook it and then you have the seasoning for each day like you can change the seasoning for the day if you want if you do something like exactly. that if you, like that's just a simple little trick right there that's not even like you know not even that big of a deal. So growing up, did you play tennis? I see a lot of Federer. I see some. Uh...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I played tennis since I was like seven years old, and then I played in college for four years. I went to tennis academy uh, my junior and senior year. To get recruited to play, and then that was actually one of the reasons I started working out because like I started out when I was like, sixteen, like a really skinny kid, right? Like so, also like I wanted to just like look better, feel better. Yeah. But like, but you're athletic. Get more power, yeah. Like I was like pretty like hand-eye coordination, pretty good. Was mm-hmm. are always like very slow and weak, uh-huh. so like, I had to like put in a lot of work to see a little results in that department. But the funny thing is, I was like I decided to start lifting, took it pretty seriously for a few months. And then I was doing a drill, like, on court, and then my coach was like, you have to start lifting, like, you don't get any power in your shot. Damn. <laughs> like, bro, you lift, for, like, three months. <laughs> then I use that to, like, motivate, motivate.
0: people. That's, yeah. that's freaking key. Those people that tell you, like, it stings at first, you know, that kind of truth and everything, but it's also, like, that is exactly what I need to hear, and I need to replay that in my head if I'm going to, like, get this rep in or if I'm going to get this, uh, this way to go. 100%. So yeah, I like keeping those people around. I still keep up with my coaches. I was a big soccer guy. I played soccer a lot.
1: Okay, and, uh, so actually I actually just... played soccer as well, but I was no good at it. <laughs> I played just for like a year, and uh, when I was probably like 13, 14, it was actually my tennis coaches that told me, like your footwork's horrible, you're real slow, go play some soccer, it'll make you look better. I was like, okay, say less. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: say less. thanks man. Damn, your tennis coaches are brutal, bro. Damn. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's cool though. I'd rather so to keep those types of people around, like you said. Like they tell you what you like need to hear, not what you want to hear. If they would have said, Oh, you're a great buddy, like you're gonna do amazing, like don't do anything more, then I'd be complacent and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have made the team that I made, right? 100%. When they told me it like probably stung for a bit. I might have even thought they were just being too harsh. But then in hindsight that that was exactly what I needed to hear.
0: Absolutely did. You're right. You are right. So with your clients that you were getting, how, how did you end up coming in with that first client? Or what, what, uh, what what's your brand? What's your brand? Let's go with that. Raj, what's your brand? What's
1: my brand? Yeah, so my brand is basically, my goal is to try to positively impact as many people as I can through transforming their bodies, which in turn transforms the rest of their lives. Because like I've made my own physical transformation. I was 16 and 130 pounds, and now I'm 22. Oh, to hundred and eighty-five pounds, right? And like mostly, most of that's like lean muscle. And I've seen not only like, sure, like I built muscle, I look better, it, but it's more about like the confidence, the mental clarity, the belief, the patience, like all these skills oh, yeah. you gain throughout that process. It's right? all connected,
0: man. I, I totally okay. feel it. Yeah.
1: And like when I see like my clients who I've been working with for a couple months, like they like track their weight every day, right? So obviously when they hit a new low weight, because most of their goals are fat loss. Uh, I'm like, yo, great job with the low weight. But the things that really get me like super pumped is when they tell me like, oh, I just feel a lot more confident or my uh, my uncle said I look like a lot stronger, or, like this is great or I got a promotion, like all these little things, yeah. it all started with them transforming their body.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was all, well, you don't need to take all the credit for it, but that was uh, like part of you, like you, that was part, that was your intention the entire time, right? To help 100%. these people. Up. Exactly. Yes. And that's, that's great to, uh, that's great that you're on the front lines of that. So one of the, um, one of the issues that like, you know, I keep seeing, especially here, like in America is this fucking uh, obesity problem that we keep having. And like, you know, it's, it seems like it's growing. We've been hearing about this since like 2006, you know, up supersize me. I don't know there's like a bunch of movies about it too. (laughs) Everything, yeah, so. like, yeah, we've all seen these movies and there doesn't seem to be any change still. Like, uh, it just seems like the way your, your approach seems like the best option right now. is like, you know, go one by one. We're going to tackle these people. We're going to tell them, Hey, this is how you can do it. This is, this will absolutely help your life. And, uh, and you're seeing results that way. And it seems like word of mouth is like the only way because the internet people just, uh, they just see a screen, they don't They do not do any changes after that. There's no reciprocity or no learning mechanism yeah. from it, it seems like. I don't know. I'm just like, what do you think? What do you think is a good strategy?
1: I think, uh, like, like you said, like the one-on-one, like where you have a coach, where you pay for a service, where it keeps you accountable, that's got to be the most effective on an individual basis, but it's not really practical on, like, a nationwide or global scale. So I think there's so many reasons why um, obesity is a growing problem around the world, and especially in the US. But I think, I mean, there's there's many reasons. I feel like first off, there is just a lot of misinformation starting from a young age. So an example of this would be the food pyramid. The food pyramid's completely out of whack, and 99% of people don't don't know it. They think this is normal, they think you should be scared of protein, they think red meat's bad, eggs are bad. And the funny thing is, these like health ministers who are like preaching these health rules, they're like 400 pounds more than <laughs> the obese than telling you how to eat. Exactly. And it's just a messed up system, because from a young age, you have the wrong information, your teachers don't know any better, you're presented with all this misinformation. And then the people who are actually making rules, making guidelines that people who don't dig deeper, they don't know any better. They're not credible people. So, I think a lot of misinformation in the industry as well. And I think accessibility. So, fast food like McDonald's is a lot cheaper than, you know, organic, grass fed, lean meats, lean, uh, lean vegetables. It's a lot cheaper. It's a lot easier to access. There's a McDonald's every like mile, right? They're very to get. Um, and also, it's like, it's also the instant gratification versus like delayed gratification, like mindset thing. You eat a McDonald's burger. In the moment, you feel great. Yeah, right. It is. You're like, yeah. Wow, this tastes amazing. You feel great. But then you like cook your own meal, like some eggs or I don't know, some chicken rice or whatever. It That's takes like, longer. One, it takes time to cook it, to buy it. And two, when you're eating it, you're like, man, this is like okay. It's not bad, depending on how good of a cook you are. Right. But you like, at the time, you obviously want to have problems. So I think there's so many reasons for it. And also, it's like, I think it all comes down to authorities lack of information and lack of making it a priority. Like you see with um, with COVID, right? That was clearly a priority for them. So they took it under the control, enforced all this stuff. Imagine if they had that urgency with solving the obesity pandemic. It'd be like the obesity rates would plummet. Oh, absolutely. And it's just like one, they don't know any better. And two, it's not important to them And you could go into like the deeper conspiracy theory, like ulterior motives, like why, (laughs) why is it not so
0: incompetent or something like that. Yeah,
1: I would say it all stems from power. So it's like, oh, these people one are the biggest consumers; they purchase the most, they rely the most on these big industries like big pharma, and they're also the most obedient and less likely to resist authorities. So you can look at this problem from so many different angles, which I feel like, which is why it's such a hard problem to tackle.
0: Yeah, that is pretty tough. The two, so, takeaways from that is the truth, that, or the trust. There's so much trust in these big corporations, these big governments that have uh, this power and control already. And they're, the individual, the people that are obedient to this, just sort of take it for the word. And there's no back-checking, there's no uh, fact-checks on this stuff. So, I I find that as the same kind of issue. It's very uh, frustrating to see, like, you know, my country or just any, like, just the world, just this whole globe that we're all standing on to kind of, you know, take this uh, authority that... Is just not um, not as uh, trustworthy as not as competent as they should be, and so 100%. yeah, just it's it's just frustrating to see the people. This it's the people that are letting this happen. Like we, I think we outnumber you know these uh, authoritarian figures. Not really authoritarian. I mean, they are you know demanding a lot from us, but you know that's just it's very tough to just see it firsthand with my own eyes. But so many people falling with the same trap.
1: I think it just goes, it's one of the problems of, one of the subset of problems of societal programming. It's like, you look at the average person who is in debt, who is overweight, who's unhealthy, who is probably depressed, like, and then you see like, why is the average person this way? And then you can trace it all back to things that are rooted deep in the system. So it is pretty troubling, but I think it all starts with like self-awareness from the individuals and spreading, like having open discussions where it's like you don't get triggered or offended if someone says something you might disagree with you, like I actually I've listened, Like maybe he's maybe on something. And just always questioning authorities because just because they're a health minister or they are someone with a name doesn't mean, one, that they know everything that they're talking about, and doesn't mean, two, that they have your best interest
0: as much. 100%. Absolutely. I totally agree with everything you're saying right now, honestly. You're, you're killing this. So, uh, let's, let's go back to Twitter. You, you started it in December. When did you get your first client? I got my first
1: client in, I believe it was February, end of
0: February. Wow. So three months in, there's already people tracking you, already people saying, oh my gosh, this guy knows what he's talking about. I'm ready to well, buy Well, I actually
1: you. got, <laughs> I got my first five when I, I think I had like 300 followers or something and then I did like a, uh, I will train three people for free, like just DMs for right? Oh, for the 300 sense, right? promo? Yeah. Yeah. And then I honestly thought there'd be like 10 people and I have to choose. There was exactly three people. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of them was like an older dude who just wasn't really committed at the time Another one was a like a younger, he was like sixteen, and his mom didn't let him like pay for the service when it was over. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third guy was like twenty-three, so like a year older than me, and he was a perfect fit. Like we worked together for three months after that, after the three month was up, and we've been we're still in touch. He gave me a great testimony. He was a good guy.
0: Perfect. That's perfect. That's all you really need is just one, but like yeah. Um, but it's just like you know, getting that. I feel like the first one is the hardest, but you you had a pretty good plan coming in with the uh, promo, and then you know you just find somebody, and then it's uh, the perfect fit. They give you the yeah. uh, they give you the testimonial. You can show that, and then now you're stacking testimonials. I'm sure you got like yeah you're well into a year now, and you're just doing life. How kind of <laughs> yeah. so money online? Do you use or what? What's your method with that?
1: What do you mean? What's
0: my method with that? So. When you book a, do you like, how do you, how is it all through the DMs or do you like call them? Do you zoom? okay. Cool, cool, cool. How do you so do scheduling? It's
1: mainly like 99% of my clients are through Twitter. And every time I have a tweet that does like pretty well, there's an automatic uh, plug in, which is like, and it changes. We have like a swipe file right. depending on the our prospects, like wants, desires, that sort of stuff. So, an example would be like, so let's say a tweet does well, automatically plug Uh, By the way, I'm looking for three more people who want to transform their body and be the leaders of their family. If you're interested, DM me and then there's a DM button. And then if like a tweet gets a couple hundred likes, I probably get maybe four, four DMs, four or five DMs. And then out of those, like maybe one will close. Because a lot of times they just, to be fair, more than half of my total leads just aren't the right leads I think and no yeah they're not high quality leads they absolutely not serious about coaching and they might maybe think it's like way cheaper than it actually is or maybe it's a free thing because uh-huh. okay, I'm just a young guy I don't know yeah but the ones that are like qualified we get in DMs, to figure out their goals if we're a good fit and if they are then we hop on a call and then from there if it goes well we start working together.
0: that's perfect yeah a lot of that is the other thing just on the internet there's people that are not serious and then when they see when they find somebody that's serious they're like oh shit this is like fucking really serious i need <laughs> yeah. to like you know i need to recheck myself a little bit
1: yeah i mean for them it's like they see like a cta and it's like they have nothing to lose right they're like oh maybe it's free or maybe it's like five bucks a month or something like that or maybe they <laughs> are looking for a testimony or i don't know what they're thinking but like someone like i drop a the min- like, is the minimum price is this? Like, is this in your budget? Just to, like, filter out leads who aren't
0: serious. Yeah, right at the beginning you kind of do that just to be like...
1: Yeah, actually I say what your goals are first, and then that's my second.
0: Message. Okay. That's that's pretty good. There are... In my experience, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a huge sales guy right now. I'm just taking a class right now. i taking a bunch of notes on my board about <laughs> this class. But uh, basically, you just kind of want to know you kind of want to get them a little bit more personal. Obviously that is a personal question if they're opening up about like their goals and stuff, that's probably fine. But uh, for me, like I guess we just do, um, it's like goals, where are you from? What's your vision? Uh, You know, get them like super juiced up in this emotional state, like, Oh, this is my vision fuel. And then you kind of just say like, so these are the prices. Uh, Like, I don't know, but it's also in the DM, so it's different. When you when you're when it's on a call, it's like then you can kind of do that. But yeah, I guess that makes more sense. You're doing fine. Of course,
1: yeah. <laughs> the, the calls are like way higher percentages. Like if I had all the time in the world, I'd put everyone straight to a call, or I would just put uh, like a link to my calendar and just have anyone book a call. But at that at that point, it's like it's uh, how much we value like time. It's like if I were to allow anyone to just book a call, I'd be, like, taking calls all day and not close one every 10. You know what I mean? So it's really yeah. it like, is. Uh, and people will also think, like, I did this at the start, but, like, when I was like, a couple hundred followers, so, like, it was fine. But uh, people, a lot of times, they just think it's, like, a free consultation session or just want free advice. And I did do those at the start for, like, testimonials. But at this point, I'm, I just don't have the, uh, it's just not a smart move for me.
0: Right. Yeah, especially if you want to get serious with it and you're trying like, you know, this want to be this you want this to be your life, you know. It's like yeah. I don't need like fucking uh you found you already found your like your little sandwich you want to bite into. You don't want to like, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh you don't want to waste your time, especially if you're already training so many clients. I don't need 10 phone calls a day. Like that's just yeah. not going to yeah. So um I don't have the Zoom, um, like, I don't have the full thing. What is that called? Zoom Plus or whatever the fuck?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, might cut out on us at some point. I just wanted you to be aware of that. It wasn't me. I'm not hanging up on you or something. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, okay. Okay. I think we have a good amount of time
0: left. Okay, yeah. I'm just trying to find that. Uh, it looks like... Yeah, we got plenty of time. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> So um, with that, with that ultimate goal of like, oh, this is what I want to do, it's like you need freedom to be able to pursue this. What kind of, uh, what is like your, how have you been tackling that? How, how do you get into um, finding the freedom or like how did, how did you get to this point?
1: I'm not really sure I understand your question.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, when you get, so you have this, uh, you have this goal you want to tackle. You want to be a personal trainer for high-end clients and you want, um, this to be like your life. You already, you're pretty uh, certain about this. Do you, uh, want, like, how did, how did you come up with that? How did you find that?
1: Okay. Okay. Got you. Got you. So, um. It all started, like, obviously I've been, like, lifting for a while. So, like, I, before I even found this, I was counting on this journey, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I really, like, got passionate about, like, I genuinely, like, enjoy training. I love cooking. I love, like, watching YouTube videos, learning more about this stuff. And then, like, probably, like, last year or maybe, like, a year and a half ago. Yeah, probably, like, a year and a half ago, my friends would start coming up to me for, like, advice. Like, yo, uh, I see, like, built some muscle, blah, blah, blah. Like, can you help me out? Like, what should I be what should I be eating, like what is this a good workout split? So Ask them all these questions. And I would love talking to them about fitness, designing them a simple workout split. I also like felt that I was pretty good at like clarifying and delivering the essentials and the principles of whether whatever their goal was, whether it's to build muscle, lose fat in a way that they could easily digest it. So they were seeing good results. And not only was it cool to see them like put in work in the gym, but it was awesome to see them like gain confidence i see them in, the, in, like, two months. They're, like, walking a little different. They're, like, <laughs> chins up. and like, yeah. okay, I see you. So that was cool. And then my brother came to me. And I helped him transform his body as well. He's 14. He put on, like, a ridiculous amount of muscle. Wow. From, like, classic, like, skinny 14-year-old to, like, fucking six-pack veins everywhere. That early, things. too. That's fucking fire. Yeah, in, like, six months. It was insane. And then the same thing with him. Like, the mental benefits were clear as well. So I was, like, okay, like, maybe... Like, this could be something. But that was all, only in the back of my head. And then, uh, I think last, last summer, I had an internship, but I, I didn't know it was unpaid. So I already accepted it before I knew it was unpaid. So fuck. <laughs> and then I was looking at ways to like, make money online. And I found like this Instagram copywriting um, thing that just didn't work out. And I got a refund on the course. So it was fine. Mm-hmm. And then I met a guy through there who introduced me to Twitter. So then I like saw like what was going on in Money Twitter. But from the before, internship? No, oh. from like this uh, course online.
0: Oh, the online course. Okay, okay. While I was taking the internship. Probably using it. Um,
1: and then he, he was like, yo, was on Twitter doing Money Twitter. And I like was in the Money Twitter affiliate marketing space for like a month or two. And I like, hated it. And then I quit. And then I came back and I was like, hmm, maybe I could come back as a fitness account. So I just rebranded everything.
0: Okay. That's fire, dude. That's super fire. <laughs> Yeah, and cool. it sounds like you also made all the mistakes too early. So you made all the mistakes too early so you know what your clients went through and how to yeah, yeah, uh, fix yeah. that stuff.
1: 100%.
0: That is like, those are the best coaches because those, that's why that's what they usually say even in like soccer. So like Jose Mourinho, he sucked. He sucked as a player, right? <laughs> but yeah. he made all these mistakes and he knew how the game worked and he saw everything. So when he was the coach... He could freaking see, he reframed, he repositioned himself, he said, oh, this is how the world is actually going to work. And then he, you know, wins Champions Leagues and, you know, does everything like that.
1: Exactly. Like, there's, um, I think some, someone on Twitter said it, but he's like, you don't want your coach to have, like, elite genetics, like, oh, like, be super jacked, or like, with minimal effort. You want your coach to be, like, skinny as hell, or fat as hell for a while and then slowly figure it out and still be, like, nothing crazy. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. one, it's more relatable. Until he he'll be able to like connect with you on a mental and emotional level with your struggle someone who has amazing genetics who's always jacked and even more jacked yeah won't really relate he's like, oh, just taking roids he's the whole time yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> doesn't know doesn't understand like exactly. your struggle why don't you just take roids and you're fine <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah um i
1: think that's a good thing about fitness twitter because it's like you go on, like, fitness Instagram, right? I'm not, I barely am on Instagram anymore. But it's, like, just dudes who are, like, absolutely jacked, right? And they're just, like, posting with their shirt off every every other day, right? And it's, like, buy my Fit Tea supplement, which I use to get me, like, super jacked. And like, I use steroids. <laughs> and then on Twitter, it's, like, these dudes, like, sharing the journey, sharing the struggles, and, like, actually providing value. It's, like, yeah, that's right. So there's so, a lot of good coaches on Twitter that I've been able to connect with. And we've been, like, it's it's a lot of good vibes, too. It's easy to, like, connect the network. You, yeah. like, sign in someone's DMs, and they're, like, usually very open. Very open. As long as you're, like, being genuine and stuff. Yeah. And then we, like, share tactics to grow what works for our clients, and, like, we hop on spaces together. It's, it's just like a good I've
0: had, yeah, I've had exactly the same experiences. These guys, it's such a good vibe. It's such a good place to be, especially right now, even a year ago. I started this, so, unfortunately, I started this, like, uh, in March. Or actually, I started this right after I started my podcast. So it was April of 2020. Okay. Right after the lockdowns and everything is when I started in, in America. And so I I was off and on because I, I, uh, I also did like, you know, I was juggling like a job. I was like pizza delivery. I was doing warehouse work for like 60 hours a week. And then like if I had a break or something, then I would go and I'd just try to tweet. And like you see the great content there. And there's guys that left... And there's guys that got kicked out and banned and stuff that were even, like, that, that also had great content. And it's, like, even the good people, even, like, the people that had, like, funny, inspirational stuff or anything. Like, they're they're getting kicked out, but there's still so many of us. And there's still, like, more people growing and coming in. And 100%. So I, just, I
1: think Twitter is just getting started, to be honest. Like, I saw a graph where it's, like, a total, like, I don't know, market cap or just, like, total users per social media. And it was, like, Twitter was, like, near the bottom. And there's, like, been a couple, like, pretty credible sources who think that Twitter's going to be, like, popping in a couple of years. And they're, like, they're doing a lot more, like, new features, like, on spaces, with, like, lists. It's very interactive. I feel like more people are going towards Twitter, and it's becoming less of, like, place. I don't know. Maybe, like, five, ten years ago, it was just, like, a fake news place. or like Yeah, place fake just troll like tweet, tweet random stuff. But yeah. now it's becoming a lot more informative, and there's, like, uh, several niches and groups forming yeah. where it's like you you get exactly what you want to see. Like on my timeline there's not going to be any bullshit or drama. It's just like fitness stuff, recruitment stuff. So that's what I want to see. Exactly. So I think that's what a lot of new people coming in are realizing. Yeah. Also it's... I think two key things with Twitter that separates it from any other platform is one, the ease of networking whether it's with a creator or with someone else just very easy and very natural and two, I think impressions per Per likes or per followers, is yeah. very high. So you could be like twenty followers, have a great tweet, and it'll go like, I'll get a couple hundred
0: likes. You know, and like you can just go from there. You can absolutely go from there. Yeah, that is that's one of the key things I also think is just like it's a good spot. It's such a good spot. Even like even like some of the big players in, in uh, Twitter right now, like uh, AOP. I don't know if you know Art of Purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually got is, one of those courses. Yeah, you, you did. I did too. I got, I got one of his. He, he says that this place is like, he sees it in like five, 10 years. This is going to be like, it'll be like buying Bitcoin. Just, just being in Twitter this early. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I can see it for sure. I mean, that's what I'm hoping.
0: Yeah, and these Definitely. echo chambers, yeah, I know, right? So it was always like, for me when I was starting, when I had Twitter, like when I was in high school and other places, like these echo chambers were so toxic and I just I just hated every single second of it, like doing it and everything. And then you find these beautiful, these great freaking uh, echo chambers like, you know, money Twitter, like fitness Twitter, these uh, like sales or whatever, all these different echo, these echo chambers are actually super positive. They're all there to help you out. They're all there to like, you know, they want like what's best for you. And like along the way, every single one of us is just like, you know, actualizing or getting better at what we want to be better at.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because on Twitter, it's like if you don't provide value, you're not going to get rewarded. reward. Like on Instagram or TikTok, honestly, pretty much every other social media, you can just be an attractive person and get some sort of, you know, engagement followers, whatever. In Twitter, it's like no one gives a shit. It's like either <laughs> you post tweets that are like resonate with people, provide value, or just like, yeah, enhance their lives in some way, or you don't progress. And um, people also see like the power of like, uh, and, like, how monetizable, like, a 20K or even a 10K account on Twitter is compared to on any other social media
0: platform. Absolutely, because it's so much harder, and, like, you see all the, you see accounts all the time with, like, 2,000 following and then, like, 23 followers, because all they do is just hate follow and just tweet garbage under under people's, tweets like there's no value to anything they try to do it's all just like to try to get under people's skin these are the trolls and then you have people with the opposite freaking uh, ratio that are just you know providing so much value so much light so much like good energy and you can just sense it even in even the words that they tweet even in just like typing and then obviously spaces and then obviously spaces and uh, you know different things like that you can help out like you uh, it's more value
1: I love spaces. I, uh, I, low key think key I was one of like the first people in fitness Twitter to really go in on them. I've done like probably like 35, 40 spaces by now. I think I started like when it just released, and then my first like three spaces like it would be like one person listening, <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a space like a week ago. I hosted with PD Magnet as a guest. Yeah, and he's got hundred thirty k followers, and then there was like two hundred and thirty people listening. So I was like, damn, dude. Pretty cool.
0: That is hype. That is super hype. I was a little late to Spaces. I saw everyone tweeting about Spaces, and it was pretty cool and everything. I've only been in probably, and I've never hosted one. I've only been in probably five.
1: Okay. I mean, I'll happily host one with you like when you do that. Yeah. It's cool, man, because, like, one, like, when you're, like, tweeting, right, It's or even recording a video, that's, like, filtered, it's edited. You A lot of people, like, they put something out, and then they edit it, or, like, they see, oh, it's just what my audience wants. So it's like, it's kind of like makeup, right? But yeah, then you have like the space and it's like completely well unfiltered, Absolutely. unedited, live, on the spot, spontaneous, like people can request to speak, ask you yeah, a question, and you can't like, oh, give me five minutes, <laughs> and think of an answer, and like you have to... It's no you know, political,
0: stop. yeah, there's no uh, political, uh, you know, commercials or anything okay. between, yeah, yeah so, filtering and stuff like that. So, so it stops it out.
1: and it's a really cool way, because what I found is the people who repetitively come to my spaces tend to be the most engaged followers and they like ask great questions, they give me testimonials without me asking, they'll just like tweet out like, you pull up to this space, great value as always. And it's like, those are relationships that in like a year are like, not only it's like we're providing value to them, but it's like they help us out with word of mouth. And Absolutely, it's, just, it's yeah. just cool to um, know that you have people who have been following you for like, sure. months who keep, you know, uh, Enjoying content,
0: and you know they're talking about you. They have to be. 100%. Yeah. That's what the, the word of mouth one hundred percent. Yeah, I had
1: one dude who told me like straight up messaged like five times, like all these like positive stuff and like retweets everything. Uh, he told me like he put me. He told a lot of his friends who are trying to like uh, build muscle, uh, lose fat about me, and he said there's nothing that's not been paused not been positive. So like, should goes to show the power of word of mouth.
0: Absolutely, man. 100%, I 100% agree with that. So when did you start hearing about uh, Family of Opulence and what made you want to join that?
1: Um, so I, uh, so Dylan actually, Dylan Thacker, he, before he was in the fitness space, like reached out to me, uh, I think it was doing web design for like, yo, like, you uh, need help with like, web design or something, or like uh, the covering or cover of your ebook. And then like he had some technical difficulties, so he didn't end up working, I got some guys in favor Anyway, and then he moved to uh, he switched space, uh, switched niches to the fitness niche a couple months ago, and then we connected since then. Cool guy, we're out on Zoom, and then we just we uh we do like a space every week together. Like I'll host one one week and he hosts the other one, and then he I got introduced to Brandon through him, and then Brandon was asked him like yo, we need another fitness instructor. Like who do you have in mind? And then he. Put me on, and that's how I joined Family of Opus.
0: That is so cool, dude. That is that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it goes to show again like the power of like networking, especially on Twitter. It's like you just like build a relationship with someone, and then it comes to the point where they hear from someone else, you know, we need or we're looking for a fitness guy, and you're the first person they think about. Like that.
0: Yeah, that's that's beautiful. That's like actually that's super important, especially right now. If you have that kind of impact with on people where you're the first person they think of then you know you're doing something right
1: 100. <laughs> yeah,
0: so do um, you you like uh, watching sports or anything
1: I am uh, not gonna lie I like playing sports a lot more <laughs> than watching <laughs> sports I definitely like watching like big events like so I uh, like, a NBA playoffs for sure or, like, uh, yeah. Grand Slam kind final or, like, I don't know, some big Olympics. I'll watch... And also, I got into, actually, fantasy football. Oh, you have? At least I, like... Because I, I went to a uh, college in the U.S., right? But I didn't know shit about football. Wait, which and one did you go to again? Skidmore College, upstate New York. Okay. So then I, um... My whole team, like, plays football, watches football. So they have a fantasy league. And then I think my... Um, my junior year, I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. Like, I don't know shit about football. You. yeah. No, yeah, and I was crying. And they would, like, watch it every Sunday, and I'd be like, I don't care. So I was kind of was like, damn, I should have maybe done it, like, learn. Yeah. And then my senior year, like, a bunch of the alumni were still doing it, and I wanted a way to, like, keep in touch with them. So I was like, okay, oh, like I'll join the league, and I'll, like, learn a bit about football. So it all started yeah. from there. And then you start then, watching like, all my, the time. Not, not, I'm not gonna lie. Not really all the time. Just I'm more into the fantasy. Like I'll check the app more than I watch the actual games. Right. But uh, yeah, I guess the sport I watch the most is probably um, basketball and tennis, and then second, third would be maybe football. Maybe
0: football. Nice. Yeah, basketball. Almost nobody watches just the regular season anymore. My friend, yeah. my old roommate, did all the time, because and then he was like, "All right." Then the playoffs come, and now he's like, he's a huge fanatic. He's, he bought a jersey. He bought like a Miami <laughs> Heat jersey. He's got all this stuff now. But yeah, that's like that's the same thing. Basketball is the, probably the most entertaining to watch. Yeah, I would yeah, say
1: because it's like I think the way the sport is like works, it's like you get a you get points every like few seconds. Yeah, soccer. exactly. Like
0: instant you get gratification. Goal, like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Soccer you get a goal every like. Fifty minutes, that hour, and basketball is <laughs> yeah. like a basket every couple of seconds,
0: and it's like a dunk, like every five yeah, minutes. Like cool yeah. crossover. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. it's a lot more. It's way more action. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. And then, uh, and then, obviously, like your passion, tennis. You you watch that just because just because of the skill, you can appreciate it and you see what exactly uh, is people are doing right and what people are doing wrong.
1: Yeah. To be honest, like recently, I. have sort of lost like my love of the game per se because i've been just doing it for so long especially playing competitively Mm. but i'll still like have a few favorite players that want to watch their matches because also like a tennis match at the same time it's like pretty long can be like a couple hours yeah
0: it's like i'm only really
1: gonna like watch a match that's like a a big match like a final of a big tournament or like from a player that i really that
0: you enjoy. enjoy I'm the same way with soccer. Some of my favorite players... Pogba. I watch Pogba, Paul Pogba all the time. Yeah. Whenever I can. And then, obviously, we all those on the same team as Pogba now. So, I have a favorite team now. And then, um... Some of the other guys... Obviously, America just played uh, Jamaica in the World Cup qualifiers. And they won. So, now I'm kind of like... I'm kind of seeing if we can make the World Cup this year in Qatar. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And then, um... Yeah, my favorite player on that team is obviously Pulisic, but uh, uh, he's pretty good. There, I mean, I, there's yeah. a lot of players that I like. And then football, dude. Everybody, everybody. There's action. There's like extreme action on that. Yeah. Like football, like American football is just like you know, you want to see as much like gore as possible. And then of course MMA is like one of my big things that I watch. Uh, oh yeah, I
1: watched a bit of MMA. I watched the uh, Connor Khabib fight, like
0: a few years recently, ago. Recently,
1: I thought it like no, this was a uh, not Connor Khabib, it might be maybe Connor and Poirier, report. yeah, 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 like a couple months ago. So I watched it at like a bar with my friend, and like, we pulled up at the start because we thought it would start like I don't know at ten, but it was like the last fight, right? So then we waited <laughs> hours for like a 10-second fight. Right? Yeah,
0: the one round, yeah, that was crazy. And then he breaks his leg, which was even, that was pretty insane. His <laughs> leg broke. So. so, yeah, there's some crazy stuff in there. That's obviously a lot of action as well. But then there's also fights where there's just they're just standing in front of each other, like, you know, waiting for whoever to put do the first punch, and that can make it kind of boring.
1: True.
0: True. <clears throat> what kind of music do you listen to?
1: I listen to mostly R&B and rap.
0: Who's your favorite artist? Then, uh, or,
1: okay. Favorite artist would probably be, it's got to be Tory Lanez. Okay. <laughs> like he does both, right?
0: Yeah. He does both. Yeah. He does both rap and R&B, but he's definitely, he's more on the R&B side, I would say.
1: Yeah, true. What about you, man?
0: Well, um, I, I listen to rap mostly. Probably my favorite right now is got to be, uh, I'll give you top three. It's got to be uh, Jack Harlow. I'm a huge fan of Jack Harlow. And then I like yeah. Corday. Uh, I don't know if you know him. And then NF. Of... N-F and is then like... N-F. So he's like...
1: N-F.
0: Yeah. It basically, it's just an N and then an F. Like uh, the letters. <laughs> that's what he does. But yeah. um, he's, he's probably... That's like my top three. Yeah. Corday just came out with a new song yesterday called Super. And... Uh, you know, he's basically he's basically just bragging about, uh, you know, his uh, Dr. Dre got signed for the Super Bowl, and, like, he's just making all this money and stuff, so it's about money. and But, like, you know, that's what rap goes. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: true. Yeah. Uh, and then I got this over here. Uh, I got...
1: Is that Drake, J. Cole, and... I don't know who's on the left. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick oh, okay, Lamar right okay. There.
0: So they're... Um, They both had so Drake and J Cole have albums out, and this year, and then Kendrick Lamar is supposed to have one out in uh, December, I think, is what he was saying. Or I don't, I don't actually know, but they're all supposed to have albums out this year, which is pretty, uh, pretty rare for all three of those guys. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What do you think of uh, Drake's Certified Lover Boy?
0: (sighs) I gave it a second listen actually, pretty recently. So I, I did that first lesson. I tried to let it marinate. I was like, "This is probably the one where he gets trashed for." Yeah. And then, um, and then some of them actually have been making a comeback. There's about two or three that I was like, gave the first listen. I was like, "Ah, this is not gonna, not gonna cut it." And then uh, and I listened to it back again. I'm like, "I kind of like some of these." Fair trade, I thought it was.
1: Yeah, that's actually, my fair one for yeah. sure.
0: I like that one. I like that one too. Yeah.
1: I think it was under. I think it was underrated actually, because I think every, pretty much ninety yeah. percent of people were trashing it, and mm-hmm. then the only people, the people who really liked it were like OG Drake fans who like anything you put out. <laughs> but I actually thought it was pretty good overall. Like
0: I so think it was like pretty like good. First
1: listen, it was like subpar, but then as I listened to it more, got better and better.
0: Yeah, that was definitely one of the ones that are growing. Uh, I think my favorite from him was the uh, him and Jay Z. I forgot what it's called. Um, I'm going to find it right now, because I'm freaking out about it. <laughs> um, Love All. Okay. And then and then I liked 7am, Bridal Path. And then all the other ones are, are, are pretty good, too.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. I still kind of like J. Cole's album a little bit more. And did you hear J. Cole's... Um, Heaven uh, EP.
1: Nah, man.
0: He put it on YouTube, and it's ba- it's over um, it's over one of uh, it's over Pipe Down. It's over Pipe Down's uh,
1: beat. Okay. Okay.
0: Andre. Yeah, I'll
1: check it out for sure. Cause I uh, I listen to J. Cole a
0: little bit. Yeah, but a I lot of people. Right yeah, a lot of people. Um, kinda of been staying away from him lately I found.
1: Really?
0: Yeah. Uh-oh. I think it's so there was this thing with J. Cole and Kendrick. There's like a little beef I guess there. And then so most people are siding with Kendrick on that. And then um I guess like one of the other things is J. Cole did a lot of sexual music uh okay. in his uh thing. So when people um when people hear J. Cole, they're like, oh, this was like my girlfriend listened to J. Cole all the time. She tried to show me it, and I fucking hate her, so I don't <laughs> want to listen to J. Cole anymore and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Or boyfriend that's or whatever. True. Yeah, so that's. So he's getting some. I think he's making a comeback, though. Four. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, what else you got planned today?
1: Today, man, I actually have a space. It's 10.50 it's like 10, 10. p.m. here, and I have a space at 2 a.m. <laughs> the only reason I'm doing it is it, it's because it's with Ted Naiman the P.E. He started at the P.E. Diet. I think he's at 70K on Twitter. So it's like me, and like I founded this group with me and four other dudes who are similar size, similar goals, and all that stuff. Like we, I've connected with them in the past. And it's not just like a, like in Twitter, there's a lot of engagement groups, right? Where it's just like, we help each other out. But I wanted this to be more like, where we not only just like help each other grow, but more of like discuss strategies like collaborate on different things and stuff. So what we did is, I, we set a weekly time where we would just like share our goals for the week, recap the last week, keep each other accountable, share what's been working, what hasn't. And then we also came up with a way to like, Use our collective audiences to get uh, big dogs in the fitness Twitter space to do like spaces with us and just take yeah. and ho- hosting, co-hosting. That's been really
0: cool. That's how we got. these Nice. And then so now you're getting the 70k followers, followers guy as yeah. well. And then now so you're just you're just showing that exposure. That's one of the biggest things about Twitter is the uh, the engagement. Not even not engagement, but you know just eyes on your uh, feed. You know.
1: Yeah. And also it's like if you are, const- it's also like the uh, psychological like phenomenon, of like association. If you like constantly associate yourself with like people who your prospects think are yeah. credible or like, oh, no way. Then it's like that inherently raises their credible, how credible they perceive you.
0: Absolutely. And that is like, that's key. I want, I want people to see me in a good light. And if I'm like associating myself with people that are not, Uh, you know, the best, uh, you know, favorable uh, mindset for, like, their followers, then, you know, that's going to affect me, and that's just not, yeah.
1: And I also, like, I think it's also just good for my practice, public speaking, right? So that was one of the reasons I started, like, really going hand in the spaces, because I was like, hmm, like, this is a good skill to have, right? Being able to talk, like, where it's unfiltered, it's raw, like, it will provide value, connect with your audience. Like, this will serve me in, like, a year's time, five-weekly spaces. Absolutely. be a huge benefit. And then, like, it's a different game when you're doing a space by yourself, and there's like, obviously, at the start, there's, like, one person. But, like, let's say I do a space by myself. It'd probably be, like, 10 to 15 people, right, uh, at one time. But with these, like, bigger dudes, like, they retweet the space, so they get their whole audience. So, PD Magnum mm-hmm. there's over 200. And that's, like, a whole nother level because it becomes harder... Yeah. To convey your stuff in a particular manner, when you know PD Magnus is listening, and two hundred plus people are listening, so that's a whole number. Like honestly, I think it went pretty well, and like I had people tell me it was good too. So that's that's plus for sure. But it's definitely something that I'm constantly trying to improve on, and that's like just good for my overall public speaking and just communication skills.
0: Yeah, that is so key, dude. So for me, I actually started out trying to be a comedian. I was doing uh two Yeah, there I was doing uh, two nights two nights a week. There is uh there's like two different spots over in here in Tampa where you do like a 5-minute set. You do like 5-minute sets. They let you stay on the stage. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, 200 people or anything. It was like, you know, fucking 20, 30, sometimes 50. I mean, sometimes it was packed. And I was doing that pretty consistently until about, until, like, this pandemic hit over in March, and then they closed the thing down. And so I kind of, I had to, like, I was like, oh, this, if this is going to last a long time, which I had a feeling it was going to, I might have to, like, you know, start checking out different avenues. So that's when I started this podcast. it was another reason why I did this whole thing was, uh, you know, starting from scratch, but, like, you know, I think it all does come, come back somewhere, you know. It comes back to uh, what of you want to do and what... If you can just, you know, if you're, if you're used to always going, if you're used to always like putting 100% effort in, even if it seems like it's a waste, if you just have that gear that you can tap into, you're going to tackle something. You're going to tackle something that's going to work.
1: Exactly. And like all these skills are like transferable. Like I'm sure you know this, like your first podcast episode is probably like 10 times worse than like your last five, right? And it's like you get better over time and those skills will help you in, let's say, you start a new business, or just your overall networking skills with other people. So it's like, anytime you're building anything where you require certain high-value skills, because public speaking is a high-value skill, right? Like like all these, there's several high-value skills, but anytime you're doing any activity that requires one of those, it's going to pay off somehow.
0: Absolutely, 100%. So, I mean, one hundred, like, dude, learning how to public speak, that is just like, that's how you get... Uh, that's how you get the best followers that's how you get like the most uh, engagement when people like come to your shows or they or come to your like you know come to hear you speak that that is a very good sign of confidence that is a very good sign of credibility that is a very good sign of just you know overall like leadership skills that uh, that you need and confidence you need just to you know excel in other in other parts of your life 100%.
1: 100. I can agree more. What
0: uh, what what are your some of your favorite comedians, man? Some of my favorite comedians. Um, I think my favorite right now is Andrew Schultz. Dude, <laughs> literally love that guy. I was
1: about to, to put you on if you haven't. <laughs> I think I was I was already watching a video of his. No joke. Maybe like an hour and a
0: half ago. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think he is like definitely top of the line right now. And he's he's the one he's one of the guys that just made it right out of New York. Like he's one of the few guys. Yeah. That in today's age you know just going in from the making it out of new york and he's so big too obviously uh i uh joe rogan as a comedian he's his old stuff was phenomenal i don't know if you've heard any of him, his old stuff but it was it was really i've good.
1: heard a little bit of it but i mostly admire joe rogan for his podcast i like his I podcast overall too. his brand i don't associate him with a comedian like andrew Schultz. that's like Andrew is, a comedian. is comedian he mastered that yeah. Joe Rogan I just think of like primarily a podcaster and like secondary like a businessman
0: yeah I absolutely know. I don't even I would put comedian as like fifth
1: <laughs> I like him as a
0: commentator I like him as a UFC commentator more than I like him as a comedian uh, Theo Vaughn I think is very funny
1: yeah I've heard some of his stuff
0: yeah he uh, his podcast is really good too he has uh, he has one with King and the Sting and then I just look at clips now. I don't even do full podcasts anymore just because I'm kind of busy. Well, and I like listening to music more. And I just like listening to music more when I'm working and stuff. Yeah, I feel
1: that.
0: So what do you... Do you sleep if you do spaces at 2 (laughs) a.m.?
1: No, this is a a rare occasion. I'm usually, like, set up. I don't take a call later than 11 p.m. So 11 p.m. is the latest I'll take a call. I don't take a call earlier than 8 a.m. But this is the second time I've made an exception. The PD magnet space was at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this is like whatever. Yeah. And like it's fine because I usually go to bed at like one, or one thirty. Like wake up at nine. So this is like not too far of a stretch. So for me, it's a trade-off. Like I sleep in a little bit more tomorrow.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's
1: like I make this association with 10 name and like improve my credibility 1% because like that's one of the main things I've been working on over the last couple months and just being more intentional with my like content creation strategy because at the end of the day it's like like good content you'll get leads but like your conversion rates I feel like that's super closely related with how credible your average lead or average prospect perceives you and I think spaces is one of those things that helps with my credibility I think the, the number one thing is probably I hate to say it, but it's probably just the number of followers you have. Like, if, you, if someone goes to your account and they see 30K, they're going to assume, like, he knows some shit, like, he's of some value, whether that's true or not. Yeah, it might like not someone be true. Sees 50 yeah. followers, you you don't know shit. Whether that's <laughs> probably not true also. Because yeah. I know some, like, smaller accounts putting out the same uh, value who, like, don't rely on Twitter at all as a stream of income and, like, do stuff way outside of Twitter. And then I know dudes who are, like, I don't know, like 10 plus K, but have done like some shady tactics, let's say, to get there. And their content is kind of like, eh, it's okay. So I feel like it just depends. Like most of the time, like it is a fair assumption to make, Mm -hmm. but not all the time. And I think the second thing that impacts credibility is social proof and testimonials. So what I do is I have a document or I... Uh, copy the tweet of all like my testimonials and social proof and then I just retweet one a day so there's like pretty much always some social proof on my timeline if some prospect was to DM me and then go through my stuff and then third like spaces and just like the way you like position yourself in your content because I feel like at the start I was like being like 100% like raw Without really thinking, like, how is this gonna like, how's my process gonna receive
0: this? You're right, yeah, exactly. Because,
1: like, at the end of the day, it's like you want to be genuine, you don't want to just put on the front, but you also want to help people. And, like, my goal is to transform as many people as I can, and I'm not gonna do that if I'm not intentional with my content. So, what I mean by that is, like, let's say a few months ago, I would use like some slang words or talk exactly how I would speak, so it would kind of come off in some situations as like Jim Bro guy, yeah, and now it's more like. I reread my tweets and be like, okay, how is this, how is my avatar, my target customer going to perceive this tweet? Is it going to be a value to him? Is it going to either be killing an objective, building a belief, increasing my credit
0: card? Yeah, just combing over, just making sure that you are like absolutely, uh, you know, you understand their position and you're like, you are a trustworthy person. Like, I can absolutely yeah. see where you're coming from. And like, I don't want to look like a douchebag to my, uh, my customers.
1: 100%. <laughs> and also I think speaking with certainty and in some cases sensationalizing some sort of like statements. Cause like, think about it, if you like tweet, like, oh, I think this could be correct or this may be, be true. Like someone reads that and it's like, ah, scroll. But if you <laughs> say like, this is true, like this is what it is, like nothing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. even if that's not necessarily, like obviously there could be exception. Think? Yeah. But it's like if you speak with conviction and
0: certainty, that goes a long way. Absolutely, and you can. It's so funny because you can read that in text. People can read that yeah. in text too. It's not even like it's not even how you evoke your uh, evoke yourself when you're talking or anything like that. You are absolutely being one hundred percent serious in your texts. Like you know, just putting a bro in your uh, tweet, they know exactly <laughs> yeah. what you're talking about. They know exactly who kind of what kind of person you are. One hundred percent. Well, um, I got a full day ahead of me, like, I know I'm not taking up, I don't want to take up too much of my time, and I don't want to take up too much of your time right now, but like, uh, you know, I do want uh, to bring you on again, this is, this was absolutely super informative, you definitely know what you're talking about, and I do kind of want to get as big as you one day, man, so. Appreciate
1: it, bro, man, we're we're about the same, like, we're both on, we're both trying to hit way bigger things than we currently are, so. We're definitely in the same sort of space. You're doing your podcast. I'm doing the fitness coaching. I know you're doing other things, and that is I've inherently got to realize like, okay, like you said, you have other jobs. Uh, your podcast—it's gonna be harder to slowly grow on Twitter, or like it just might take a little longer. Yeah. But, like for me, that's my full-time like, job and everything, so I'm able to give more time and attention. But you know, I really like where you're headed, and like it's good to see you put out dope content and like kill with your podcast, man.
0: Thanks, man. Dude, and it's so it's so beautiful to see guys just 100% attacking what they are trying to accomplish so you know it's, you're inspiring me as well man even from afar
1: appreciate it brother appreciate it yeah man I had a really dope time this this one hour went by super fast you know we obviously talked about a bunch of topics from like serious stuff to like how to tackle obesity <laughs> to like just like music and like sports and
0: shit so it was cool man had a good time absolutely me too um Thank you. Thank you again, man. Sem to Pimp, episode 57. Peace. <laughs>